Christians are sometimes mocked for believing in God because they need a crutch to get through life, as if they were too weak and insecure to stand on their own feet. If so, those who mock ought to practice what they preach, as if possessing a human adequacy that can control the uncontrollable, knowing everything and needing no one. Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on today's Central Moment. really is great to be with you for Central Moments again today because the subject of God's help is bottom line for us. We have a God who does care about our situation and is our helper. Psalm 72, verse 12, for he will deliver the needy who cry out. I don't know what maybe you've been crying out to God for this week, but he delivers the needy who cry out to him and the afflicted who have no one to help. And this is the stark reality of life. Even though we get accused as Christians of needing a crutch in life, that's why we believe in God. Listen, we're deluded. We're we're deceiving ourselves. If we think we can control all these uncontrollables in our lives, if we never need help from anybody, including any human being, I mean, that is delusional. But here is God stepping onto the stage of our lives, saying, in your neediness, Even when there's no one else to help, I am the one who comes to be your helper. We find it in Psalm 10. Psalm 10, most of the verses are about victimizers, wicked people, and how they victimize other people. And and the writers just finished saying, you know, these wicked people, they say, Say, uh, Lord, why do you stand off? And, and the psalmist is asking that. Lord, they victimize people. They power up over people. They take advantage of people. How, how, why are you standing afar off? And, and, and those victimizers themselves are saying, God will never notice. And he covers his face. He doesn't see. He doesn't care. And in the very next verse, it's verse 14 towards the end of Psalm 10, in the midst of all that gloom and despair and hopelessness, But you, God, the psalmist declares, you do see trouble. You see the trouble of the afflicted. And you consider their grief. And you take it into your hand. What a potent word picture. The the one who's been victimized. The one who's been abused. The one who's been taken advantage of. I know there's times in all of our lives where we've been in that position. And, And it says, Lord, you take in your hand the grief that the victim experiences, and you see the trouble of the afflicted. In fact, he goes on to say in the end of that verse, the victims commit themselves to you, and you are the helper of the fatherless. Where there's no provider or protector in the natural realm around you, you are the victim's helper. And so the victims commit themselves to you. We can waste a lot of spiritual and emotional energy uh, through retaliation, through resentment, through anger. Uh, and, and I want to tell you there's another way. If you've really been victimized, if you are working through abuse, um, y- y- you will really need to dig into the heart of God. And, and you may need some counseling and all of those things. But here is like the altar call for the victim. The victim commits themselves to you. You who helps those who are victimized and troubled. For Psalm 46, verse 1, Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength. He is an ever-present help 
in time of need. He, he, he's just ever present. And sometimes when we're really been, been abused and victimized by other people, when we've really been wronged by other people, when we're at the end of our money, when we're at the end of our hope, you wonder, God, where, where are you? And here he says, no, I'm the ever-present one. I'm your refuge and your strength. That's why you can always find me, the one you can commit the welfare of your life to. And this even goes into the New Testament. And I love this in Romans chapter 8. What then shall we say in response to all these things? If God's for us, who can be against us? And then he brings us to that Jesus center we need in our lives. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him himself up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things, wherever you need help? I once heard somebody paraphrase this verse by saying, if God's going to give you his car, he'll probably throw the tires in too. He said, if he gave us his son, he's freely and graciously going to give us everything else we need. So we rejoice that you're our helper. We admit that there are things out of our control. We admit there are times we need help. But we praise you, Lord, that in the midst of pain and victimization especially, that we can commit our way to you because you have given us all things in Christ. He, the victim on the cross, becomes the one in whom we put our hope. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Thank you.